just praising the Lord. We're together again. And one accord. Something good is about to happen. Something good is in store. We're together again. Just praising the Lord. We're together again. Just praising the Lord. We're together again, and one accord. Something good is about to happen. Something good is in store. We're together again, just praising the Lord. We're together again, just praising the Lord. We're together again, and one accord. Something good is about to happen. Something good is in store. We're together again. Just praising the Lord. We're together again. Just praising the Lord. We're together again. And one accord, something good is about to happen, something good is in store, we're together again, just praising the Lord, one more time, we're together again. Just praising the Lord, we're together again, and one accord, something good is about to happen, something good is in store, we're together again. Just praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I praise you. Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We are together again. In <clears throat> one accord, we come into your presence. We enter your gates with thanksgiving, oh, God. Again, we come before you with thanksgiving in our hearts, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, I praise you tonight. God, I magnify you tonight over afresh and anew. I give you thanks for your goodness. I give you thanks for your grace. I thank you for your mercy, your long-suffering towards us. Uh, you are the great I am, the way, the truth, the life, and the door. We thank you, God, for being there for us. So, God, again tonight, I will praise thee at all times. Your praise shall continually be in my mouth, O God. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. 
Let us exalt his name together, for he is my God and the strength of my life. He is my shield and my buckler and my tower. He is the great I am, the way. He is the truth, the life, and the door. I thank you tonight for your healing touch. I thank you for your strengthening power. Oh, I bless the Lord. I bless the Lord. I praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. So we lift up holy hands and one accord. Singing, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. So we lift up holy hands and one accord, singing, Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. And he is holy, you are holy, King of kings, Lord of lords, you are holy, holy, you are holy. King of kings, Lord of lords, I worship you. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. So we live up holy hand and one accord, singing, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus, I praise you. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, again tonight, Lord. Thou art holy, thou art worthy, thou art righteous, O God. Lord, in you I live, I move, I have my being. God, I thank you again today. O God, I praise you, I exalt you. I thank you, Lord, from the rising of the sun 
till the going down of the same. I'm thankful you woke me this morning with you on my mind. I am thankful you woke me this morning with a song in my heart. Uh, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my wife, my children, my grandchildren, oh God. I am thankful for the body of Christ tonight, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, to continue to touch, continue to heal, continue to deliver, continue to set the captives free, oh God. We bless your glorious name. We bless your name, Jesus. Unto thee, O Lord, we thank you tonight. Amen, 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 amen. He's worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord for Bible study again tonight. Amen. Want to get right back into our lesson. Amen talking about having a love for God's Word, amen, as, as our theme this month, amen, and that's important, and Job tells us in Job 23, verse 11 and 12, Job says, my foot hath held his steps, his ways I have kept, and not declined, neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips, I have esteemed his word, or the word of his mouth more than my necessary food. Amen. Praise God. Having a love for God's word. Amen. We have to get to that point to where nothing is able, Paul said, to separate us from the love of God. We've got to love the word of God. It's got to become our meat day and night. The psalmist said, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day long. Amen. I'm meditating on the word of God. I'm thinking about what God says. When I read God's word, when I study God's word, I meditate on that so I can understand what God desires of me to do and what God desires of us to become. We've got to have a love for the word of God. If we are going to live, if we're going to be what God desires us to be, if we're going to prosper, as we've been talking about on Sunday mornings, and be in good health, then we have got to have the Word of God hidden in our hearts. It protects us. The, the hope of life is found in this Word. Amen. This is our life. This is our roadmap. This is the way. Amen. That God desires us to go. As the Lord said in Jeremiah 6, 16, Stand ye and ask, Where's the old path? Where's the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find hope or rest to your soul. Amen. Because the things that are written was written for our learning. Amen. Every example in the Scriptures is designed to teach us, to show us, to bring us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. The Bible tells us when wisdom enter our hearts and understanding is pleasant and discretion will preserve us and understanding will keep us. Amen. It will protect you. The Word of God is designed to help us. And we find the hope uh, in God's Word of the things that we may face or the things we may go through in our lives. There's already an example there for us to look and see what did God do in the circumstance, what did God do in the situation to bring them out so that we would have hope. Amen. When we begin to look at the, the, the Scriptures, amen, we see we've already studied about Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat realized when you go back and you study Jehoshaphat's life, when Solomon dedicated the temple, Jehoshaphat was there. He was a younger kid, a younger guy, 
at the time that that transpired. If you go back to Kings and begin to read that, you will see that he was the ones of the ones who was there. And so Jehoshaphat would have had knowledge and heard what was actually said and transpired during that time of the building of the temple, the dedicating of the temple, God speaking to Solomon and telling Solomon, amen, if my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive them of their sin, and I will heal the land. Jehoshaphat was there, and he was there when God says, if they come to this place, and they call upon me, I will answer. Amen. And so if you notice in Second Chronicles 20, when Jehoshaphat is warned that Moab, Mount Seir, and Ammon is coming out against him, where did he go? He went right to the courts of the house of God. And he began to call on God. And he just reminded God of what God had said. He says, God, you said. When our enemies are greater than we are and we don't have might for them that we come to this place and this courts and call upon your name, you will hear us, you will help us, you will answer us. Amen. And so as a result of that, he held God to his word. And as a result of that, God answered. God says, the battle is not yours, Jehoshaphat. It is the Lord's. So go and take yourself a seat if you want to. and. See what I will do in the circumstance, in the situation. And that story is the design for you and I to let us know if they had hope, then we have hope. If we have God and hope God's ability to deliver, for God to meet the needs when we call upon him, it gives us hope. This is the writer writer in Hebrews 6 says that we have an anchor of hope, both sure and steadfast and unmovable. Amen. Jesus Christ, praise God. He is our anchor of hope. We can trust him. He has given us exceeding precious promises, and we need to cling to it. What's God would Paul, when Paul went through the things he had went through, how many times do we read that God spoke to Paul? In Acts 27, we have seen that God tell Paul, you know, through the storm of life that he's going through, he says, be of good cheer. You know, you're not going to die. I'm going to be with you. And everybody on the ship's going to be with you. It's a word of encouragement. It's a word of hope. Amen. And so if they was able to do the storm, amen, yes, the ship might get damaged. Yes, some things might happen to the church. But you can make it to the other side on broken pieces. Notice, if you ever read Acts 27, at the end, the Bible said the ship is wrapped completely apart. Amen. But they made it to shore on broken pieces and boards. Amen. We can make it on broken pieces and boards. Amen. All we need is just get one scripture and you can make it to the other side. If you hold on to the word, because what? You're holding on to Jesus. Amen. I don't care if all you know is Jesus' wealth. If you don't let it go, you hold on to it. You can get to the other side. Amen. Because the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You just cling to God's Word and hold them to His promise, and you can make it to the other side. Praise God. We see also in Acts 16 when Paul gets a vision, says, come over and help us. Amen. He, he, he follows God's Word. Amen. 
through the vision that he's given, he goes, praise God, to accomplish what God desires. He had hope in the whole situation, the whole circumstance. Sometimes in our lives, God will word will direct us. His word will guide us. His word will show us where we need to go. Sometimes we may be waiting on an answer from God. People may be praying and, and waiting on an answer when your answer is right there in the Word of God. Sometimes you got to just look. is in there, right in the Word of God. So to follow those examples, amen, that we get hope. Look at Ruth. Look at the story of Ruth, amen. She lost her husband, amen. Her mother-in-law's husband, she's lost her father-in-law. You know, all accounts would have been pretty dim, drear, you know, without hope. But I love the young girl. When you read her story from the onset, when she her name is first mentioned, you know, she's, she seems to be a, a young lady that is filled with inspiration and hope. It, it doesn't seem to, to, should I say, shake her what is transpiring. She's still... Motivated, she still had some self motivation about her that somehow something had gotten a hold of Ruth that made her realize that Naomi's God was able to meet her need. She seems to realize I am not going back to the way I came. You know, there's something about this God that is Naomi's God and, and, and the God over in that Bethlehem, Judea, that I just need to know something more about. And so Ruth, when Naomi says, you can go back, she says, no, don't entreat me to leave you. She says, where you go, I'm going. Your people is going to be my people. Your God is going to be my God. Where you live, that's where I'm going to live. And where you die, that's where I'm going to die. Amen. And she says, the only thing that's going to separate you and me is death. That's the only thing. What an attitude. Amen. That the word of God shows us. And what Paul is trying to say, the same thing. Look how Paul comes in on the tail end of her same comment and asks the question, who shall separate me? From the love of God, shall tribulations or distress or persecution or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for thy sake in Romans 8, we're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep to the slaughter. He says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. Amen. So he picks up on the tail end of, of Rufus' comment. Amen. And so as a result, when we look at Ruth's life and her words that she has, amen, and she, we see that Ruth goes out, she works in the field to help take care of her mother-in-law, and as a result, pretty soon, all of a sudden, in the background, God is working. Because here comes Boaz. And Boaz noticed her out of everybody else in the field. You know, I don't know how many workers he had in the field. I don't know how many other women he had out in the field working. How many guys he had out in the field working. I don't have a clue. The Bible don't tell me, but the Bible says he took notice of Ruth. 
And as a result of that, he asked his, his, his foreman, I guess might, the guy might be, who is this damsel? And he, he tells her, you know, it was the one that came with Ruth, I mean, with Naomi and stuff. And immediately, she finds favor in Boaz's eyes. And as a result of that, Boaz began to talk to her. She says, you know, she wants to know why he found favor. And he says, it's been told me of all you've done for your mother-in-law. Here's a woman that should have been distraught, distressed, and out, but she's still continuing on. It's that she has a whole bunch of hope. It says that she doesn't to fold the door. She says, there's something else there for me. And I know it's going to come sometimes. Amen. And we see through Ruth's story at the end. Notice, she's able to marry the owner. She's able to marry Boaz. And Aaron Boaz has a kid. He's called him Obad, which is the father of Jesse, which is the father of King David which is the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to the flesh. Here she is. She could have been distraught. She could have been downcast. She could have been burdened or whatever. But no, she kept herself in the love of God. She kept herself motivated. And this story is a story to teach us the value of loving God's Word. No matter what we go through in life, we don't let go of the Word of God. It has great recompense of reward. Amen. That's why the writer of Hebrews 10, 35-39 says, Cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. You have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just has got to live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them that draw back to perdition. We are them to believe to the saving of the soul. Amen. These stories are examples. This is why we have to love the Word of God. Because we never know when we're going to hit these same roadblocks. But if I don't love the Word of God to where I get these things and hide it into my heart, then as a result, when stuff comes, I'm not going to know what to do. I'm not going to know how to deal with situations. I'm not going to know how to deal with circumstances that may come into my life. Amen. What about getting thrown in the lines then with like Daniel? You know, because you're praying to your God. Think about Daniel's life. His life is an example for us to, to follow in the Word of God, to know. You know, it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Sometimes you've got to take a stand based on God's Word or based on what you know. God will deliver you. God will be with you. He will not forsake you. He will not leave you. So this Word gives us hope. Amen. No matter what we are going through in our lives. If I hold to God's unchanging hand, if I hold to God's word, he's got to come through. Amen. For me. And, you know, he don't tell me when. He just says, I will. And that's for me to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. But if I keep leaning to my own understanding, if I keep trying to fix the problem, it could take forever. 
because I'm not letting him do it. I'm trying to do it. See? Let him have it. If it's too tough for me, if I can fix it, then I don't need God. But if I can't fix it, then I need to give it over. Cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he careth for you. Amen. Praise God. It gives me so much hope. Amen. One of the reasons that people <coughs> struggle with the word of God, or struggle in their life, is because they're confused about God. Because they don't know God's word. We have got to get into the word of God. Amen. Notice what the psalmist said in Psalms 84. Psalms 84, verse here. Let's see here. Psalms 84, verse 10 through 12. Psalms 84, verse 10 through 12. Psalms 84, verse 10 through verse 12. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. For the Lord of hosts, blessed, O Lord of hosts, blessed are the men that trust in thee. Amen. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. When David was asked, amen, in Psalms 27, he says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble... He will hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle, he will hide me. He will set me on a rock, and my head will be high about my enemies round about me. Therefore, when I open his tabernacle, the sacrifices of joy, I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Amen. One day in those courts, somebody wrote a song, Better is one day in thy courts than thousands elsewhere. Amen. One thing have I desired of the Lord. Amen. But the word tells me, for a day in your courts is better. I had rather be a doorkeeper. Amen. Than to dwell in tents of wickedness. Now look at Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 and 8. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and in whose hope the Lord is. Is Where's your hope? Is your hope still in the Lord? For he shall be what? As a tree planted by the waters that spread out his roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh. But his, her leaves shall be green, and shall not be careful in the years of drought, neither shall she cease from yielding fruit. Amen. So notice what the scripture says here. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. Amen. David would say in Psalms 1, blessed is the man 
amen, who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. Amen. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, who shall bring forth his fruit and his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. See, but if if I don't know the word of God, I'm not going to know these things. So I've got to have a love for God's word. God's word is my food. Amen. This is what Job is saying, basically. He says, I've esteemed God's word more than my necessary food. If I can have the word of God, I don't need to eat that. Because Jesus is the bread of life. John 6.35, Jesus is the bread of life. When Jesus was talking to the religious leaders, he says, Moses did not give you that bread from heaven, but my Father gave you the bread from heaven. For the bread is heaven, is he that came it down from heaven. Amen. Who is the Son of Man. Amen. Jesus is the bread of life. Amen. That's why Isaiah says in 55, Oh, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfy not? Hearken diligent unto me. Come, eat, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Praise God. We got to have the word of God. It is our necessary food. If I don't feed my soul, guess what? I'm going to be depressed. You find people that are depressed, downtrodden, despondent. It's because they're not feeding their soul. The word of God. This is food for the soul. See, when people are, are depressed, they, you know, they're, they're trying to feed their flesh. They're trying to get their flesh motivated, you know. But the thing they need to motivate and to feed is their soul, the inner man. Give him the word of God because if he's strong, you'll be in good health and you'll prosper. But if all you're doing is feed in the flesh and try to satisfy the flesh and not taking care of the, the, the inward man or the soul, you're going to stay depressed. You're going to stay downtrodden, despondent. But if you have the word of God constantly in your heart, if you feed your soul daily, amen, that's why it's important that every year, what do we do? We read the Bible through. You know, we, it's amazing to me that people that won't read the Bible through. And then they wonder why they struggle. They wonder why they have depression. They wonder why they go through things in their lives. You're not feeding the soul. What do we call it? Bible read and do what? Enrich any day. <laughs> Amen. You need to read the Word of God. You've got to have it. Your soul long for it. That's what David says in Psalm 42. As the heart, or as the deer pants for the water, so my soul panted after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Amen. Every day you need to feed. You've got to love this word. You've got to put this thing in you. 
Amen. It has so many precautions. It, it has so many things in it. You know, the world is always telling you, you need to eat this vegetable. You need to eat this fruit. You need to eat this. You need to eat that. It's good for your health. You know, if you stop and think about it, it tells you that constantly. But why not the church? Tell people they need to eat the Word of God. That's what you need. You need to have the Word of God in you daily. You need to eat this manna. Praise God. Constantly, morning, evening, noon, and night. Jeremiah says, man, I found it, and I ate it, and it was rejoicing and joy to my soul. Amen. That's what happens. It, it, it's there's something about God's Word. It's going to accomplish. You, you know, you might be sitting there and all of a sudden you just pop your Bible over and you just start reading it and you just wondering, why am I reading this? You know, but all of a sudden you realize, hey, that was for me. I needed to see that. Wow, I didn't know that was there. That's what God says in Isaiah 55. My word will not return void. It would accomplish that whereunto I sent and prosper whereunto I please it. And you shall go out with joy and shall be led forth in peace. And the mountains and the hills will break forth in the singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Amen. You, we never know what God's word is trying to prepare us for. What it's going to do. What it's going to try to bring about. Amen. This is why we got to love this. It's here. Everything is right here. This is food for our souls. Amen. And this is why we've got to get into it. Because John Romans 10, 17 tell us what? Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. If you're liking faith, you need to hear the word of God. You need to get into the word of God. It will change your life. It converts the soul. Amen. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. Look at Psalms 119, verse 32. Psalms 119, verse 32, I mean 33, start with 33 through 40. Notice what the psalmist says here. He says, teach me, O Lord, the ways of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding and I will keep thy law, yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in the way. Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Turn away my reproaches which I fear for all thy judgments are good. Behold, I have longed for thy precepts. Quicken thou me 
and righteousness. When you read Psalms 119, if you will notice, every eight verses has one of the Hebrew alphabets before it. That's why you, when you read that, that's what it is. Okay? That was pay, uh, P. Amen. Every one, eight verse. And every eight verse, when you read it now, you're going to find the same thing. What are those things you're going to find? The law of the Lord converts the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. You're going to find those six things mentioned in all eight of those passages as you read. Amen. Because God wants you to understand out of that 176 verses and Psalms 119, amen, what the Word of God is designed to do in our lives and to bring about changes in us. So the psalmist is saying here, teach me, notice, teach me, give me, make me, incline me, turn me, establish me, turn me again, and behold, I will, amen, make a difference. When the Word of God is in you, it's going to make a difference. It's going to bring hope. It's going to bring change. It's going to be food for the soul. It's going to protect you against sin that's coming into your life. That's what the Word of God is going to do. That's why Psalms 119 verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed, therefore, according to your word. Amen. God's word, when we take heed to it, we understand what David is saying there. Amen. And verse 11, in the same principles, he says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against thee. See, to avoid sin, I need the word of God. Not only does the word of God gives me faith, not only does faith come by hearing the word of God, but it protects me from sin. Amen. Which is valuable to the child of God. God does not want his people to live in sin, to operate in sin, to act according to the sins of this world. He wants us to be pure. He wants us to be right. He wants us to live according to his word. Amen. To help us to grow. This is why we must, amen, learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Sin must be removed out of our lives. And that's why we need the Word of God. Amen. To wash us, to cleanse us. Notice what Isaiah says in the first chapter of Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16. He says, wash you, make you clean, put away the evils of your doings from before mine eyes, cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Leave, relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widows. Come now and let's reason together, said the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the word 
for the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. Notice, God said, let's reason together. His word, come, let's talk about it. Amen. Wash you. We are washed by the water of the word, Peter says. It cleanses us. Amen. Not to putting away the fifth of the flesh, but an answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we need to have our lives purified. We need to have the word of God in our hearts. We need to live according to the word of God. Jeremiah says, amen. He says, I'm not going to speak in that name no more. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9. Jeremiah says, verse chapter 20 verse 9. He said, then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart. Notice, as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Amen. There's something about when you have a love for God's Word, you can't get away from it. You're going to have to tell somebody. You remember those songs? said, I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. Oh, I couldn't keep it to myself. Oh, I couldn't keep it to myself. said, I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I... Couldn't keep it to myself. What the Lord has done for me. You ought to have been there when he saved my soul. You ought to have been there when he wrote my name on the heavenly rule. And I start walking inside. I start talking. I start singing. I start hollering what the Lord has done for me. Amen. Start hollering what the Lord has done for me. Praise God. The word was in me, Jeremiah says. When you love God's word, amen, this is the only way you're going to be an effective witness, is to know what is in God's word. People don't know. You know, you can go out here and tell people, oh, do you want to be saved? They don't know a thing what you're talking about. You want to know Jesus? They don't have a clue what you're talking about. They don't know Jesus. So you got to have an approach, a different approach, based on the Word of God. And you have to have the Word of God inside of you so that you can present the Lord in a loving and kind way so that people can come into an understanding. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. You, you have to move people to, to believe what they hear and what they see in God's Word. You've got to love it. You have to be have zeal for the love of God. Amen. In His Word. You've got to stand on the promises of God. Amen. And what He's doing in your life. Praise God. You know, people talk about, you know, they don't have friends. Well, why don't people have friends? The Bible says, He that will have friends must show himself friendly. Amen. That's the, that's the Word of God. It teaches us that. See, so we have to get in the Word of God. Why does the Bible say the rich man have many friends? Huh? Because he's got money, right? Last time I checked, the Scripture tells me, your father owned a cat on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord is in the fullness thereof. 
I'm his kid. So, supposed to have all kinds of friends, right? Come on, we got to love God's Word. you got to have love for God's Word. If you love God's Word, you will do what He's asking of you to do, and you will see that His requirements are not grievous. Micah 6, 8. What does the Lord require of you, O man? I have showed you, said the Lord, to walk what? Love mercy. To walk humbly and do justly before your God. Amen. We have got to have a love for this word. Praise God. And the Bible tells us also in Jude. Amen. But you, beloved, keep yourselves in the love of God. How do I keep myself in the love of God? I've got to love the Word of God. I've got to hold fast to God's commandments, His statutes, and His, His, His judgments. I've got to love His Word. If that's going to keep me in the love of God. Because if I let it go, amen, then I'm going to let God go. That's what is happening to so many people. They are letting the Word of God go, and they're not holding to God. You gotta can't get through without holding to his unchanging hand. You've got to hold to him. You gotta build your hopes on things eternal. Amen. If you let go of the word of God, you just let go of God. Why? Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What do you think Jesus says in John fifteen five? Without me, you can do nothing. Don't let go of the Word. Always have that as priority. Praise God. If you have a love for God's Word, you can make it. You can hold through any storm of life. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Be of good cheer. So Jew says, Beloved, keep yourselves in the love of God. Praying. In the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? Every now and then, let the Spirit have its way. Amen. Let God, let the Holy Ghost kick in. That's what Paul says, you know. There's times we, we don't know what we should pray for in Acts, I mean, Romans 8, 26 to 27. He says, there's time we don't know what we should pray for as we all, but the Spirit maketh intercession with groaning which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart know what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Let the Holy Ghost have its way. Just speak, let the, you know, speaking tongues take over your life when you don't know what to do. Sometimes you just can't utter words and prayer. Amen. Sometimes you might sit down and go, oh, God, I just don't know. I do. Sometimes some, so many situations and stuff is coming as a, as a minister. I will tell you, there's sometimes I just go out in the morning early and sit in my chair instead of getting on my knees. And I just get my cup of coffee and I just sit there and I say, God, I don't know. If you don't fix it, I don't know. You know, I just let him have his way. You know, that's what you've got to do. 
You know, the spirit, let the spirit make intercession with groaning, which cannot be uttered. You know, and sometimes, you know, I may be praying. I just start speaking in tongues as the spirit of God give the utterance. Let the spirit work. You know, Paul tell us there in first Corinthians 12, you know, he says, he that speaking in all known tongues, speak unto God. Let the spirit have its way sometimes. You know, sometimes I might pray in my natural language. <laughs> I would hope, (laughs) but then again, you got to let the spirit have its way. Keep yourself in the love of God, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Building up yourself what? On your most holy faith. You got to stand on the word of God. We've got to stand on the truth of God's word. We've got to. It's here for us to help us to get through what we're going through. Amen. Look at David, man. I mean, after he's lost everything, he's weeping, he's crying. You know, his men is talking about killing him and everything else. But David went to the Lord. He said, God, shall I pursue? Amen. We've got to keep ourselves in the love of God. Amen. Looking for and hasting for the soon coming of God in his word. Praise God. We've got to eat this word. We've got to hold on to it. Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. Peter says, Seeing you have purified your soul and obeyed the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, then born again, not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as the flowers of grass. The grass withereth, the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endoeth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Amen. Notice, being born again, not a corruptible seed, but incorruptible, the Word of God. When you repent of your sins, amen, when you heard, Paul says here in Colossians, I mean, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, real quick, let me read it. He says here, Starting in verse 12, that you should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ and whom ye also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that you believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. Because once you are born again of the water and the spirit, once you repent of your sins, see, you are not going to know to do that until you hear the word of God. 
Amen. That's why people who have never heard this, you can't expect them, amen, to be changed. That You've got to hear the Word of God to change. Amen. After you heard the Word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you obeyed, you believed, amen, and you were sealed with the Holy Spirit, a promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the purchased possession shall come. Amen. We're waiting on the Lord. He's coming back. Praise God. That's why Jesus says in John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house of many mansions, if it was not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, in the way you know. Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And henceforth you have seen him and know him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said, Have I been so long time with you, Philip, and you don't know who I am? He that have seen me have seen the Father. And how says thou, show me the Father. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. I believe me for the very work's sake. Amen. That comes from the Word of God. You've got to have a love for God's Word. If you're going to be saved, if you're going to pass from this life to the next, you're going to have to love the Word of God because God is the Word. Amen. And you've got to hold to His unchanging hands. You've got to build your hopes on things eternal. Praise God. Born again by the Word of God. Not a corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which what? Liveth and abideth forever. Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Amen. This is food for the soul. Man, you got to eat this. You got to love it. Amen. This is meat for the bones. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Moses recapping with the children of Israel about how God took care of them in the wilderness. I'm going to start with verse 1, Brother Matt. He says, all the commandments, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. He says, all the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do, that what you may live and multiply and go in and out and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness. Notice. He said, look, don't forget where God brought you from. He says, to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or not. 
And he humbled thee, and suffered thee the hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Notice, you don't live by bread only. You live by the Word of God. That's life. And life eternal is the Word of God. You have to love this. You've got to live according to God's Word. That's where life is. Amen. God humbles us. He fed us with good things. Amen. John chapter 6. John chapter 6 real quick. Time is trying to... Speak by me here. Verse 31. Let's start with verse 30, excuse me. John six thirty. They said, therefore unto him, What sign show thou then, that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave it them bread. From heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he that which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then say they to him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father have, Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will, which hath sent me, that all which he hath given me, I shall lose nothing, but should raise it up again in the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up in the last day. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he said, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourself. No man can come to me except the Father which have sent me draw him, and I will raise him up in the last days. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that have heard and have learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man have seen the Father, save he which is of God. He have seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man, that a man may eat thereof and die. 
I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Then the the Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father have sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this offend you? What if you shall see the Son of Man ascending up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who shall betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of the Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is the devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. So think about it. Amen. He's the bread of life, and we need to eat. We need to have communion with Jesus constantly. Amen. Eating his flesh and drinking his blood in communion. Amen. Praise God. So that we can live. Amen. So as we continue to walk this path, amen, to hide God's word and have a love for God's word in our lives, amen, let's continue to have a love for him in all that we do. Praise God. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever, ever done. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love. 
with Jesus is the best thing I've ever, ever done. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I ask that your word would be in our hearts, God, that we would not sin against thee. That everyone under the sound of my voice, God, whether of the airways, the media, God, or in this house, oh God, I pray that they would always have a love for you, that you would always remain priority number one in their lives, oh God, and they will build their lives on things eternal, which are you, Jesus, holding to your unchanging hand. Bless them, God, until we're together again to praise you over afresh and anew. In Jesus' name. Sunday morning, amen, service. Praise God. God bless you. Greet one another. You're dismissing Jesus' name.